Hello and welcome to the Black Women's Working Podcast. It's Natalie here. Girls, can you introduce yourselves? Hey, hey, Chantal here. Hi, it's Rachel. And we have a special Let's Talk About episode to talk about the most recent, I would say, appointment to the Supreme Court. Yeah. 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 I thought it was very, very important to talk about this as black women, as us having a podcast about black women work. And um, yes, yeah, so we just want to, first of all, celebrate the appointment of um, Ketanji Brown Jackson to the what, Supreme what? Court. That is actually amazing. So I find the US court system, even as a lawyer, very difficult to understand. But my understanding is that this is the first black woman in the 233-year history of a Supreme Court in the US, which is their highest court that judges on the most important cases. They do all their human rights, criminal... Well, I don't think the US has human rights, but you know what I mean. Criminal (laughs) rights, Mm -hmm. civil... They make the highest judgments of the land, and this is the first time in their history that they have appointed a black woman as a judge. Um, And I just think it's absolutely absolutely phenomenal and and isn't it that they have over a hundred so it's yeah, not even like it's an, el- a lot of it's an elitist yeah. role but there are there's a multitude of people who sit in this position and it's taken 200 years with all those seats for a black woman to sit in it wow 233 years to be precise exactly mm. um and you're Mad right thing. it's not like it's just like a role where it's got one or two people Fair enough, they've got like how many hundreds of millions of people living in the US, but it shouldn't have taken this long for a black woman to be appointed. So it's something that should definitely, definitely be celebrated. But I mean, for me, when kind of following the process um, closely as I did, especially as a legal professional, it was very interesting because ultimately the way the process works is that the president effectively nominated her for the rule and she had to sit in Congress in front of different senators, basically, and face questioning about policy decisions, her career history. And it was, I don't want to call it an interview because I feel like it's more than an interview and it's a lot more intense, but it's effectively her having dozens of people question her um, about every decision she's made, different stages of her career, from her start as, of a career as a public defender to her judgments as a circuit judge. So literally imagining your whole career, every decision you've made, all these people scrutinizing it. And so it's a very, what appears to be a very public process. I say that as someone who's not a US citizen and doesn't fully know everything, so I don't want to speak out of turn. But it was very Mm. interesting to see the questions she was asked, the approach, um, what was expected of her, especially as the whole thing was live streamed not on YouTube, but you could get it through different news outlets. And it just made me think about none of the different challenges that we face, one, when we are going for positions, even when we're selected and put forward for them. And two, once we get those positions, what does it mean for us, but what does it mean for other black women? So like for me personally, I think it is actually, is quite phenomenal to have that. So I don't know, how do you guys feel? Any time a black woman is recognised for her work, we celebrate it. Like, it is phenomenal, but I, I here's the but. But I'm just sad to say, yeah, I'm just sad to say that, like, I'm, yeah. I'm always tired of having to make yeah. a point of celebrating these things. Like, why can't we just be great in our greatness? Um, mm. But I'm not going to dampen the celebration. What do you mean, mode. just be great in our greatness? 
expand on that <laughs> in that it it shouldn't have to be that people above us are making like big public declarations as the president did to say i will make sure that um senior leaders of this country are more representative like it shouldn't have to be that there's a declaration that that will happen there are i'm i'm i believe there are more than enough people who are qualified mm. for roles not necessarily this role mm. um but either don't go for them because of a lack of self-belief because we're not represented in these spaces or they're so toxic as we've seen with the um process that katanji went through that it's almost like you have to build up a new fight like as if you haven't worked hard enough to be in the position that you're in you then have to fight to to get to the next level and potentially to stay in it mm. i mean for me i take i take a different view but one of the points i wanted to talk about was the perception of a diversity hire and, and what that means i personally am of a view that i kind of like it um i like intentional recruitment because people are intentionally racist and people <laughs> intentionally select and put forward the people that they feel are the best for roles that are went to the same school as them went to the mm. same growing club you know somebody's godfather well, really, somebody's godmother really they're rubbish those intentional people they're rubbish you mean the people that they're picking yeah like <laughs> the people that went to their school they're rubbish they don't do their job properly they just sit down there collecting Rachel. the money. <laughs> Rachel, your honesty, I just love it. It actually makes my day. But yeah, I agree. So for me, if I feel like for generations, people have intentionally sought to exclude mm. us from roles that we are good enough. Think about it. Less than 100 years ago, they wouldn't even let us go to school or like wouldn't even let us go to non-segregated schools. I say us, but people in the US. So if you can imagine like where, where black US citizens have come in terms of less than 100 years ago you know segregation yeah. was legal and now you're in a situation where you have a black woman the first black woman on the highest court in the land obviously you have black two black men before her but it's just an it's just an amazing achievement and i feel like i'm glad that president biden made a specific declaration to say things need to change because i feel like mm. it's not by accident that we have the things there but i get what you mean you just want to you don't want to be black and great sometimes. You just want to be great. Or just be black and great. It's just the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> right, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. I think that one thing that I kind of, even after the, the celebrations and stuff are great, and we'll talk about that and what this actually means for other black women and how this makes us feel, even though we're across the pond um, and may not fully understand the full intricacies of the system, it did um, kind of highlight some issues I feel about the higher level of scrutiny, um, how we are seen when we apply for these positions, even mm -hmm. when you, you know, imagine having someone like the President of the United States put you forward for a role and people still questioning you as if to say you just left primary school. So it's very interesting to see, like, even when black women have, like you saying, Shan, go for those positions, like they have to be scrutinized. And I think there was a quote in an article that I was reading, um, and it was really quite um, interesting to me 
from the Washington Post and talked about the fact that she was really, she, you know, she was interrupted, she was called a liar, she was kind of ripped apart about anti-racist textbooks that she had written mm. as her, as her hobby, you know, as her hobby. Her previous accomplishments were belittled and a lot of the questions that she was asked, and I watched some of it, were very, very aggressive, very, very hostile, considering it's not meant to be an aggressive, hostile process. It's meant to be more investigatory process to see, mm. is this person good enough do they have the level of intellect candor and their history in order for them to sit on the highest court and a lot of it became very belittling very very personal and it just made me think a lot of the comments and the commentaries i saw was just simply kind of like well you're a black woman so there's an inherent belief that you're not actually good enough to do this role and because like shan said president biden has said that he wants to change leadership and he wants to diversify leadership because you are now a black woman applying for a role or being put forward for a role, you're seen as an diversity hire and automatically it's okay for us to assume that you're not good enough. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, I think the, the one caveat that I'll give in this conversation is I've not seen any of the other candidates in this yeah, process. I haven't. So um, if we talk about I'm not denying what happened in that process or our percept or our perceptions of it, but my perception is my reality. But um, it would be interesting to see how other people were treated in in that process. Um, and I I say that just to just to sort of weigh up. I can't say um, I can't say fully that her questions were any different fully from somebody else's. However, um, from the commentary. Um, as in journalistic commentary and from other people who are part of the process, there is definitely an acknowledgement that, do you know what's wild? No one wants to say out loud necessarily that it was that she was being treated differently because she was black or because no, she was No, people are happy to say that. In the people are happy some, to say that. Some people are, so I, I mean, the last thing I read was, um, one of her colleagues or part of the process saying, you know, they felt that they couldn't vote against her because it would be seen to be racist. So they were- that, wasn't, that was like, that That was Ted Cruz, who is like known to be an idiot, not an idiot, but known to be <laughs> a kind of pro-Trump, very, very right. pro problematic person. So I don't think his opinion should be seen with any type of credibility him throwing but, around that comment about i can't vote against her you know anyone who questions when, her is being racist anyone who votes against her is racist i thought that's when i say when i say okay so the commentary is the commentary is varied in terms of whether it is racist or not but the very fact yeah that some of the questions that were posed to her or the way that she was treated in that platform the very fact that people are so blind to how they're treating her, are they even blind? It's mind boggling. I can't even get my words out. It's like, you know that you're asking that question because you're trying to be difficult, not because you're doing the process as it's meant to be done. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. But yeah. it like then you'd have to accept for yourself that you're racist. But this also, is the thing, using that to embarrass her belittle her make her feel a certain type of way and then try and make it seem to everybody that no she's not good enough for the job yeah and 
and that as a black woman she shouldn't be in that position mm. and no other black woman should feel as though they can step up and be and, either and this is also part of the problem because mm. it's not just confidence in your it's not just it's like it's not just confidence in yourself but it's also confidence in standing up for yourself mm-hmm. so yeah. even if you know that you're good enough that sort of heat mm. will in in that moment will Either one, either one makes you question yourself and your ability, or two, just question your desire to be there because it's it's so disheartening to be like I've worked so hard. I'm cred- I'm credible, more credible. Like they, I, I looked at um something popped up on social media where they mm-hmm. had like compared her mm. her um credentials to others in that role, and it was like she she matches you and sees you and raises you mm. but still defending why mm-hmm. she's good enough for the job it's wild yeah I think for me when I did watch some of it in the background shout out to my workplace for the Wall, Wall Street Journal subscription um I just thought it was a, a lot of the questioning was highly emotive and I feel for like something that is just like you made this decision we're not too sure about it can you just explain it can you explain this principle of law it became highly politicized and it I suppose <laughs> in a role that's like that that would be different from like me going for partner because that's a private um that's like a private um process but it just became super highly politicized and very much I felt things like attacking yep. racism children textbooks obviously understanding in the, the sensitivity of race and the politicization of race and racism in America, I can understand why they would bring it up. But a lot of the shouting, attacking her over like basic principles, it just seemed like they were kind of stumbling over each other to make her feel stupid. And it's mm. like, obviously she was able to bat it back. A lot of people have talked about how she kept her cool and her calm through that process. She did better than mm. me because I would have, I would have like been like, no, this is ridiculous. But part of me is like, why why did they allow the process to go on like that and it it kind of feeds into your point about effect you effectively have people who are openly racist Mm. being being able to kind of put perfect how do you say perpetuate or perpetuate sorry this violence Mm. sorry i'm Mm. tired perpetuate this violence against them in such an open public Mm. way and then she's praised for being for keeping calm obviously she has to keep calm but it's like it's like the cycle repeats itself like you just met with were waiting for though this is what they were waiting for they were waiting for a time when a black person would come there and they could just like finish them and they would and then and they would just have to 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 stand up there and just act and remain cool keep smiling not really show their emotion and as a black woman, you don't want they, they don't you don't want to be that person. They're like, oh, she's an angry black woman. She's this, this, and the third. Mm-hmm. So she's obviously had to think of all of those things before she's gone up there. But and also, and I know you're coming to it, um, Nat. But also, I think that raises the importance of of why um, Kamadri. We talk about sisterhood amongst black mm. women, but it wasn't sisterhood. Having someone like her show love at work, and I think what do you that mean was by that. Sorry. Um, Cory Booker in that if she was struggling to sort of I doubt, I, doubt, I doubt she was struggling to maintain her composure but I think that presence of having someone like her and someone to sort in of him. nudge her and yeah in him and say 
sis, you you are good enough. Sis, we see mm-hmm. you. We've got to go through this process, but I need you to know. And I think, I think, and and that was the first time in the process that we'd seen her be quite emotional and in fact shed mm-hmm. a tear. And it just goes to show how important it is to have someone like you to sort of, you know, that nod that yeah. I, I know exactly. Did, I think he did like more than a nod, and I it was more than a nod. Interesting because I feel like we we don't really talk about black men on the podcast because one, it's a podcast about black women, and that <laughs> um, no more comment. But I did think it was it was very interesting to see a black man so openly just because to just explain that like, all the different senators were given time to question her, and I think he took his nine minutes to just literally sit there and be like. I don't have anything to say but the fact that you're amazing you're my sister big you big are like my my family's like wildest our ancestors wildest dream some of the questions you've been asked here are completely unreasonable but you've still kept your composure god has got you i support mm-hmm. you, I'm with you and then that's when you saw her shed a tear mm. and it's like i think we kind of would have ex- if, if we would i would have expected that from like a a black woman a black senator right I would never really expected that from a black man, but for him to so like confidently and unapologetically be yeah. black in that moment, in that public forum, in such a white institution to actually yeah. be like, yo, I don't have any questions to ask you. I'm just going to sit here and tell you how amazing you it are. It was so necessary. Like, you know, I would never have expected that to come from a black man. And I thought that was so refreshing. And to be honest, I actually started paying more attention to what was going on when that's that video of him just giving her so much praise support public reinforcement went around on social media and just talked about like how proud he was of her and how much he he had joy in the fact that she'd even been nominated let alone whether she what the fact that she'd been put forward for process i don't want to use the wrong words let alone like been nominated or confirmed Mm. for it I just thought that was phenomenal, to be honest with you. I've 100%. never really had that yet in my career. I say yet because you never know. But um, I think it, I don't want to talk too much about them, but I think it it means a lot to be like, to see a black man do that. And I think, <clears> I, I hope that it leads to more, I don't know if I'm speaking optimistically, not saying that we need them, but it's nice. More black men who are obviously in a position to make some of our lives easier in the workplace. Yeah. Actually taking the public stand to do so I think it's very brave of him you know to actually stand up there and say you know what I can see that this is my sis and she's well equipped to be here yep. and yep. I'm gonna be up and make everybody know I'm not going to use this time to 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 do anything horrible to her like other people have done I'm going to sit here and I'm going to tell everybody like what I think and give her the praise that she deserves and I'm like yes big him up because he could have been neutral he could have yeah. literally been neutral yeah, and that, it's, a, it's a true sense of integrity there. Yeah, definitely. Anyway, I mean, in my career, I've beginning to experience the benefit of having black male benefactors kind of go out on a limb for you. And it counts, trust me, it counts for a lot. But anyway, I think the last thing I want to talk about, because we don't want to chat too, too long about this, is just like what it actually means for black women. So like a lot of the articles that I've read, um, a lot of social media people have been really moved to tears especially people working in the legal industry because this is like the highest achievement of the land this is like 
judge of all courts in america mm-hmm. like the supreme court is like just below god so it's a big <laughs> it's a big deal <laughs> to them um but just to kind of because i know we had a similar conversation when kamala harris was made um was elected vice president it's just like what does this what does this mean for black women black girls what do you think it means for you does do these things change your perception of yourself the goals that you set for yourself what do you think just a general conversation I just want to go back a step a bit before before me just like America as a country and I think I I will be observing what it means for Katanji to fulfill her role for black people in terms of if we look at like the prison pipeline if we look at the I guess that's that's the pipeline that's the only um that we can sort of look at in in this context and I just hope she has the strength and the gumption to challenge where challenge is needed so that the people who are worst affected in that system um and it's and you know I I do think it's something I don't think it's about making excuses and letting people off because they're black but there are some flaws (laughs) there are some flaws in that that system system. and I hope that she has the strength and the gumption and I don't don't, but but I'm not putting any weight on her shoulders and I think we sort of I don't necessarily if I count myself in that but unfairly did that to Obama we had these high expectations Mm. of because you're black and because you're in this position this is what's going to happen and we all fully well know even when you're not a puppet on a string you are held to certain bureaucracies and you know policies and precedents before you but um I hope I genuinely hope that she is able to make a difference in her role um for for me personally or for us I think I still think the same no the subject feels different about this in comparison to Kamala yeah I think it feels different I think it feels different in the sense of it's it's about justice mm. and I think this is I hope I'm not wrong and if I'm wrong please email us and correct us but this is more of a kind of permanent appointment it goes beyond the five-year election yeah. cycle um, and so this is like a life-changing appointment for her it's a life-changing appointment for the supreme for the supreme court I think there's always always this pressure when black people get um they get, like you said about Obama, we had similar things, like when they get appointed to these positions of power, we expect so much from them and forget that like racism be racisming <laughs> and institu- in the policy, you know, institutional racism runs like marrow through the bones. Yeah. So it's a difficult one to see like what it will mean. Does it actually mean anything for black people beyond inspiration um, or, as you know, inspiration, aspiration? I personally would just put it in the inspiration and aspiration column. I wouldn't expect anything from her in terms of significant changes on the Supreme Court. One, because it's an institution that's 233 years old. One black person joining is not going to change their record. It's not going to overhaul the justice system completely. The same way Obama, even with two terms, couldn't change significant things. Mm within the US system, for example, he tried to do Obamacare to give people free affordable health care and as soon as he left they reversed it. But that's just how they stay. We're not gonna go into that. 
so I would just want to put it straightly in aspirations if there's little black girls everywhere now saying they want to be a Supreme Court judge because that's what they've seen to me that's enough for me I feel like if there was like five or six or ten or even twenty then I feel like we would see a significant to the extent that they were all aligned and they all had the same um, political and judicial persuasions they all felt the same about certain things we would see more change but i don't think one person creates a critical mass for mm, the change yeah. that a system like that really needs so i don't know how they like could three or four more people to join but i don't know how they like... could all look back at this process and think that it was fair and think yep. that that it is imagine the irony that they've they treated her in such an unjust way and this is the justice system but I, I would like to I would like to hope I can only live in hope at the end all there is is hope that that they that they the systems that be will look back at this process and see how blatantly glaringly obvious their wrongs are mm. what that means in terms of making a difference I don't know I but I, yeah I think I would hope to see that um now that we have you know one appointment that we're not just like we've got one person so we're good and that the focus is always on nominating the best people for the job consistently yeah and it, it and just so- it throws up a lot of our other themes in terms of allyship yeah. in terms of support in the workplace mentorship sponsorship all of that like I don't know if if Ronald if um Joe Biden Sorry, Joe Biden. If Joe Biden hadn't said, made his declaration and made his decision about what he wanted leadership in his country to look like, yeah. how, would she be in this position? Would no, would she, she have fought for it for herself? Would somebody else have done it for her? And so, whether we like it or not, there's a role in allyship and sponsorship that we can yeah. learn from on a micro level within our own workplaces as well. Yeah, definitely. Rach? I'm just so happy that, you know, she's managed to get to this position because obviously Mm -hmm. as a careers advisor, like there's so many roles that people will come to me and say, oh, I feel like it's unachievable. I don't see anybody that looks like there. I feel like I'm never going to be able to reach this. What if people treat me a certain way because of the colour of my skin and all these things that I hear from people that I speak with and it's like to have somebody in that position and although it may it may still be very unachievable for many of people of colour in the American um in the American law society in the system um I hope that this is just a start and many can follow behind her and it does become achievable for them and it is something that they can see themselves in and doing as they go forward because I mean, that's yeah is she a token no mm. I think and this is the thing because token by whose definition well this is the thing because I think where it becomes like really uncomfortable is you know that that point earlier was talking about Ted Cruz who was like oh anyone who criticized her was mm. seen as racist even though we've kind of established that we're of the view that the criticism was just abhorrent and unnecessary didn't need to be that that way but it was kind of like even though you're super overqualified people are still going to turn around and be like, you were a diversity hire just because you're black. And so I wonder, like, is the way that we avert this basically to make sure that when we do have another Supreme Court justice retiring, 
that when we're considering who's going for those roles, that multiple people of colour, um, black people, are actually eligible and are actually pushed and championed forward. Because I feel like if it's a situation where, because the nomination in and of itself means that you can do your work, you can have your conversations and you can try and make things work in the background, but you, it's not a job you technically apply for, it's a job that you're, you know, you're selected for. Mm. One wonders is like, are we going to be like, well, we've got one black woman, we've got one black Supreme Justice, we're kind of good. And yeah. that's where I wonder, like, is this going to be a door opening for more black people on the Supreme Court level once, when others retire, or is it just going to be like once, now we have one, mm. we're good one. with one. That's what I always fear. So, like, I would never say she's a token in the sense of she's just there mm. to fill a quota because she's more than qualified. Like mm. you said, she's head and shoulders above the rest. There's no question that she deserves this. But, like, are we just going to, are they just going to stop with her? Are they going? Is everyone going to pat themselves on the back and be like, mm, we're good now? No, she's, she's as, as the saying would go, she's broken the glass ceiling. Yeah. And she's, in that sense of the way, like, whether we like it or not, mm -hmm. she offers a sense of possibility. Mm. And I think any black woman working in law um, in America right now, internationally, internationally. will see that there is a, a sense of possibility. So yeah. previously where it's sort of like, yeah, could do, but maybe not, or that's not for me. Mm -hmm. whether, whether or not it's followed through, in our hearts, we know, rah, it could happen because it has happened. Yeah. Um, and that in and of itself will mean that there'll be more knocking on the door and the ceiling has been broken. There's an mm -hmm. entry point. There's a... There is a, there's no more of a like, not that anyone says it out loud, but there's no more of a, but this isn't the job for you. Well, actually we can see yeah, there are exactly. people in this position like Just me. Just like me. Yeah. Exactly. No, yeah. I think, because I definitely don't think she's a token, but I feel like when it's, when race is so heavily politicised um, <clears throat> in these job selections, I feel like it is a question we have to ask and then <clears throat> refute. But um, I think it's phenomenal what she's achieved here for um, it and yeah i'm here for it um and she's gone through something that i personally would have given up after the first day of questions <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's takes a lot man but anyway um i think that's it from us on this one we just want to thank you for listening as always please um feel free to continue conversation using the hashtag is it hashtag bww podcast uk that's right yeah. and feel free to reach out to us on social media at BWW Podcast UK on Instagram and Twitter. And please check out our website at blackwomenworking.co.uk. Dot com. Dot com. <laughs> After three years, I still don't know it. But also, more importantly, like if you want to email us, ask us any questions, any subjects you want to talk about, any feedback you want to give, please feel free to email us at blackwomenworkinguk at gmail.com. Like, we love hearing from you. Emails, good, bad questions anything you want to ask like we really do appreciate when you reach out to us and lastly but not leastly please subscribe to us on apple Podcasts, on spotify and give us a rating if you like us thank you right here's to celebrating celebrating black women working amen all right
speak to you soon, ladies. All right, ciao. Thanks.